Hey, beautiful. Welcome to the Pineapple Principle Podcast. I'm Sherry Steele, your host, and I'm excited you're joining us. I want to help mentor you to be all Christ has created you to be. Standing firm, suited up in your armor, owning your identity in Christ, or as I say, owning your crown and loving like Jesus. If what you hear encourages, uplifts, and makes you want to dig deeper into your relationship with Jesus, make sure to subscribe wherever you listen and follow us for more encouragement on Instagram at Pineapple Principle. Now for today's show. Hey, Jessica and Shelby, welcome to the Pineapple Principle Podcast. We are so excited to have you guys. Um, This is the first time we have had a mother-daughter duo on the podcast, and I am like super, super excited about this. Um, And I'm super excited that you guys were willing to tell your story. And usually we start the podcast off just everybody introducing themselves. And because we're a teen girl ministry, I always like you to say, which Shelby, you're not, you're still, are you, how old are you? Are you 19? I just turned 20, like two weeks okay. ago. So you're not a teen anymore. So no. you, you can say um, what um, I always like to tell us who you are and like kind of what you're doing right now and something that you like to do as a teenage girl. And do you still do that today? Okay. Oh, sorry. Okay. Sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. Sorry, guys. It's the morning. Um, Yeah, I'm Shelby. I'm a journalism major at Baylor. Um, I'm involved in my local church with um, leading a life group and greeting. And then I'm also involved in a sorority at Baylor, which has been a really big, unexpected blessing. Um, But something that I love to do is my, I feel like my roommates and I, we love to go on walks and like the hot girl walk trend became kind of popular on TikTok. So I don't know, like pretty much every day, even if it's for 30 minutes, we like put on our little um, walking outfits and like we just go walk around and it's a great opportunity to have conversations with them and just kind of take a break. So that's my favorite thing to do. I love it. I love it. And you're getting your steps in. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Okay, mama, Jessica, it's your turn. Well, hey, everybody. My name is Jessica Peck. I am a professor at Baylor. So that's kind of fun. Uh, Fun little backstory. I always wanted to go to Baylor as uh, when I was younger, but no woman in my family had ever gone to college. My parents didn't go to college and I just didn't have the means to go. And so I went to community college, but now God has a different story for me. I thought I would spend four years at Baylor, but now I'm starting my fifth and sharing it with both of my daughters. So that is really fun. Uh, I live in Houston and I always tell everybody I'm married to a rocket scientist who thinks it's funny that people think I'm the smart one in the relationship when he builds rockets. We have four kids. Uh, Shelby is our oldest. We have another daughter and then two sons at home. And I'm so excited to be with your girls today. Awesome. So what's something that you like to do when you were a teenager and do you still do that? Okay. I was the ultimate nerdy teenager. Like I was uh, one day in study hall, my friend said, yeah, I think she, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he said, a grandma. (laughs) So, um, I like to read when I was a teenager and I still love to read. That is my favorite thing to do whenever I have time is just to jump into a good book. Me too. Me too. Me too. So like I said, um, when we got started on this podcast, you guys are sharing your story today. So we're just going to jump in and I'm going to let um, Shelby, you, you start us off girl. Let's hear, let's share your story with us. 
Sure. Um, so obviously I grew up in Houston too my whole life, which I'm grateful for that stability. And I love the Astros and now I love Tex-Mex and I don't know if I'll end up there because I'm kind of open to going anywhere post-grad. And I'm really grateful. I think I had like the ideal American childhood of like bikes and 4th of July. Um, but yeah, I'm very grateful for parents who like raised me in church. And I think that gave me really good habits for when I came to college and even picking a college um, just because I didn't really have that faith-based community at home. And so when I got to college, I was like, okay, I know if I want to do well and like stay healthy, I need to get involved in a church and I need to um, find that community that will help me grow and hold me accountable. And so the first day, um, the first week of classes, the girls across the hall from me came and knocked on my door and they were like, okay, we're going to church. And I was like, oh, people here actually like go, not just, you know, for like show and everything. And then they kept doing it for a whole year and now we live together. Um, but yeah, I think that for a lot of my... Um, I've been able to enjoy college, I think, so much because I've learned a lot of habits to take care of myself, whether um, like I know how to do my laundry. I also know how to like uh, manage my payroll for my job and everything. And I'm grateful because I think a lot of that came from the way I was raised. And um, I think it's enabled me to help or it's en enabled me to form deeper friendships as well, because I was really raised um, with my siblings as my best friends. And so why I miss them so much, um, I definitely was taught how to love well and serve well. And I think that's I don't know. That's been a pretty good toolkit to bring into college. So that's a little bit about me, but that's awesome. Do you, um, but your, uh, story was probably not always that easy with, uh, growing up with mom, was it? No, not exactly. Um, middle school is definitely like, oh, those are some tough years. Um, anyways. And so definitely a lot of insecurity within myself led to insecurity within our relationship. And so I was so busy trying to focus on, just making myself less sad, which sounds so depressing. But honestly, like, I just was kind of wandering really confused and didn't really know who I was or who I wanted to be. And my mom is like sitting here, like, she's like, you're like, you know, all the things like, you're made by the Lord, and he has a plan for you. And I was like, I don't want to hear this. <laughs> like, all I want to do is just feel better. Um, And so that definitely led to a lot of, like conflict within our relationship. But as I've gotten older, she like likes to say that she can move from that coaching status to more of a friend status. And so I definitely see that in the way we interact now. And those tough coaching moments are what helped me grow to get to the point I am now. Do you wish you would have um, let her coach you more though than like and not been as resistant to it now looking back on it? Definitely. And I think it's a balance because um, I definitely had friends growing up whose parents were super involved in their lives to a harmful extent where it's just like let me micromanage every teacher of life and then I had parents who were like okay like you know for example like this is baseball go out there and hit the ball and they didn't even give them any direction on how to and so there's like two very drastic ends to the spectrum so I think my mom was trying to find a good medium and sometimes I was like oh you know kind of veering off either way but overall like you I mean you know, we're 13. My mom was like, I'm older than you. I'm smarter than you. I have more money than you. Like I'm going to win. <laughs> it's just sometimes we story. have to let her win. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. 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 I, I've probably used a line similar to that on my kids. Too. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Um, Jessica, you got anything to add to that? Like that she's, you want to pop anything in there? 
Yeah, I think Shelby is extremely kind. And, you know, she's really kind to me. I mean, honestly, she really is. And yes, that is where we are now. We have a healthy relationship now. And that doesn't mean that it's perfect. You know, we still have conflict, we still have struggles. But for me, you know, I, I don't have a relationship with my mom, I'm estranged from my mom. And so when I was raising Shelby, I had a lot of insecurities thinking like, how do I be a mom? when I don't have a mom, you know? And, um, and then I think for me being a pediatric nurse practitioner, I just felt a lot of pressure to be that perfect mom. And I knew how much I wanted that perfect mom. So I put all this pressure on myself. And when Shelby first became a teenager, you know, I, I really tried to keep that hidden. And I think there's a lot of moms and daughters who do not get along at all. And they're fighting all the time behind closed doors. And they don't want to tell anybody because it's so embarrassing and it's so painful and it's so shameful. And that was Shelby and I's story, honestly. And I own my accountability in that because I had not worked through the childhood trauma that I had, you know, and I was projecting that onto her. So when I, I wrote my book, you know, Behind Closed Doors, uh, the opening scene is actually Shelby and I having an argument in the car. She's sitting in the back seat and she threw a book at my head while I was driving and I don't blame, I don't blame her at all, you know, and she's been very gracious to me and letting me sh share that story. But that was a pivotal moment. It was like the breaking point that just said, I am going to need a new mindset and a new skill set. So Shelby and I, we have had a lot of really difficult conversations. I mean, there are things that we've had to work through. She's had to give me so much grace because she knows that there's just some ways that my heart is broken, that my spirit was broken, that it's really difficult for me. And then I've had to give her freedom to speak that into my life, you know, and that's really hard. But for any moms and daughters who are listening out there are daughters who you're thinking, I don't get along with my mom. There is hope. There is hope on the other side and it is worth fighting for. I can tell you, you know, as a 40 something ish <laughs> woman, right? Uh, I, I, even now, you know, I, I look at moms and daughters who are maybe out to lunch or I see them out shopping and man, I'll just break down into tears. But then I think I have that now I have that with Shelby and Shelby, I just want to say, I'm so grateful to you for, for your grace and for your kindness and for, uh, your willingness to stick it out with me. And I, I, I just, I'm, I love you so much. I really do. <laughs> Oh, so did you, I know you said you guys had a lot of, um, you know, open conversations and honest and hard conversations, but did you make it a point? Did you guys make it a point to try to spend more time together, like one-on-one -on -one time and like, um, even just not having those hard conversations, but doing fun things together, whether it was walk the mall, like getting your nails done. Like, did you guys try to focus on your relationship that way as well as also having fun together and not just hard conversations? Yeah, oh, for sure. Shelby, you take that one. Oh, I was going to say, um, it wasn't one-on-one -on -one time because we say we have a little tricycle with my sister who is, um, she's 18. Oh, that's bad. She's 18. I know that. Um, so like, it's definitely me, my mom, my sister a lot, but we definitely have like one-on-one -on -one time and we love to like travel. And so, um, you know, my dad's like the, like just the dad, it's like, okay, if you guys have enough flight points and you want to go to Disney world, okay and so like we'll just go sometimes even if it's for like three days just because like life can be a lot sometimes um but it doesn't have to look like that you know we definitely like we love to go on walks like I mentioned or um you know watching like 
a TV show or a movie together during, you know, COVID quarantine. We watched a lot of really old murder mysteries, which sounds oh. like, you know, but that's just like a fun memory. And now like my roommate who's a film major, I'm like, oh, I've seen that. I've seen that. And she's like, have you seen as many? And I was like, I'm just spending time with my mom. Um, but yeah, definitely like quality time is one of my love languages. And so I think whenever like my mom's intentional, especially with work schedule and being like, hey, I want to spend this time with you, then it goes a long way. That's awesome. And, you know, I'll add last year. Uh, well, when I first came to Baylor, I actually was offered an opportunity to go on a mission trip to India and it was delayed because of COVID. And I was really like thinking, oh, this is, you know, I'm really excited. I really want to go. I mean, when I grew up, I never left, like I never traveled anywhere and only started traveling when I became a nurse. Uh, but because it was delayed, it was delayed past the point where Shelby was a student at Baylor. And, and so they said, well, why don't you just let her come with you. So last year, she and I were able to go to India together. We have a picture like outside the Taj Mahal. It's, I mean, I, we never thought in a million years that God would lead our path that way. But that was a fun adventure, just being in a different culture and, you know, just traveling and, and being, you know, on a plane for 24 hours and really needing a bath and some food and, you know, all of those stressors. Like, I feel like it was kind of a testing ground for all of the things that we've been working on. And, and we did it. Like, we, we made and it was it was really just such a great experience that's awesome that's awesome Shelby what would you if you could go back and tell um 13 year old Shelby oh something now about your mom and your relationship and like how to work through it what what would you tell her oh man um that's a good question I think kind of in all aspects of life including relationships with mom or whoever like your female um role model is in your life I would just say it's going to get better um, because, you know, I love the thing that's like, okay, think about this. Will it matter in five years? Will it matter in three years? Um, and so I think a lot of our fights we just chose to invest in that really weren't worth our time. And so just like taking a step back, not running away from conflict, not giving to the silent treatment per se, but really just taking a minute to take like be still to breathe and say, okay, this is something that I, you know, if you view your relationship in terms of like, a bank. You're like, do I have enough relational capital that I want to spend on this? And then going from there. Um, because I don't know, I love how my my home church is always like community is not found, it's forged. And so it's not like, okay, well, we're mother and daughter. So that just intrinsically means we're gonna be best friends and everything's gonna be great. Relationships take a lot of work, but it's work that makes them stronger and makes them just more beautiful. So that's good, girl. That's a good answer. That was so good. That was so mature. <laughs> so mature. You know, isn't she amazing? She's totally amazing. I take no credit. She raised me, basically. So, Jessica, same question. If you could go back to that mom, well, but we've probably answered it all in your book, in which I love your book. And I, <laughs> you know, I've shared your book on social media and I think it's great. Um, what, um, what would you tell yourself? Like, if you could go back to that point where, um, you were 13 and you didn't have your mom, what would you tell yourself? Because there's a lot of people out there that are, you know, moms like, just like you that are, don't have a relationship with their mom and they're struggling to be a mom just like you. So what would you tell 13 year old Jessica? Oh, I didn't think you were going to ask me that Sherry. That's hard. So 13 year old Jessica is wearing really big, thick glasses and like uh, a pastel sweater vest. And she's hiding in her closet, reading a book and feeling very much alone. And I would tell her that, oh gosh, this is sorry. This is a little emotional. I would tell her, even if your relationship is never okay with your mom, 
you are going to be okay. And I had to learn to trust God in that. And that, you know, I, I, I really cling to Psalm 8411. The Lord God is a sun and a shield. He gives grace and glory. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. And I thought restoration with my mom was a good thing, but God doesn't see that as good. And I've come in time to see that having space in that relationship gave me some time to, and space to heal some things and to change generational patterns. And God has chosen to make my story, to use that hurt to help someone else. And he's also been so good to give me other moms in my life. Like I have a mother-in-law who is just so wonderful. She watched all my kids. Like she, she's the, like, she holds back my hair when I throw up, like she's that kind of support in your life. And I know that God has been so gracious to, to fill that aching relational place in my life, but I have to trust him, even if it doesn't end up the way that I wanted it to end up. That's good. That's so good. Yeah. Sometimes, and I've had to learn, you know, I've had issues with my mom. My mom walked out when I was 13, but we have a relationship now, but I had a stepmom for a very long time that I had to, um, after my dad passed, I had to not have her in my life anymore because sometimes you just have to love people from a distance because you can't have them. You just can't have a relationship with them. Um, just because of what it does to your, to you and your, um, mental health and just your overall being sometimes those toxic people you you have to you have to shut the door on and say sorry I gotta love you from afar and that hurts because as a Christian and as someone who helped raise me for a while that that was hard on that was hard for me um but sometimes you just have to you know God's okay with you closing that door because he knows that person's not good for you so I totally get where you're coming from totally so anyways, let's get off the, <laughs> um, we, I want to know, is there anything else that either one of you want to share about mother daughter relationships and working through the hard times? Like, is there one last thing you want to tell our community and encourage them with, uh, Shelby, you could go first. Oh, sure. Well, these are really good questions that are making me like think about even how I live day to day now. Um, I think that the goal for a relationship, especially when in regards to conflict, is not who can be right and who can be wrong. My mom and I are both very type A and like Enneagram, she's an eight. So she's like, um, I forget what it's called, like the something about the forceful one, like, and I'm three, which is the achiever. Yes, yeah, the challenger. Exactly. I know, I'm just kidding. Um, but I feel like a lot of times in conflict, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe how she doesn't see this the way I see it. Obviously, I am right. She's being emotional and overreacting. And as soon as she sees everything, and that's not the goal of conflict. The goal of conflict is to strengthen your relationship. And so I think once you shape that and you kind of say, okay, I'm not trying to be right. I'm trying to be unified. Um, It can just, it can really shift the narrative and it can help you um find restoration a lot easier but I also really appreciate my mom's perspective that sometimes like our parents aren't perfect people and they're gonna fail us and so if you're like in a relationship with your mom where it's not healthy and you are genuinely like hurt then um I would definitely like recommend trying to talk to her about that because even walking with some of my friends um I'm like, oh, that's probably not like, that's not just a little bit of conflict. That's like something that maybe you should seek outside wisdom from a trusted adult. Um, You know, not the typical things like, oh no, I'm grounded or, oh no, like, you know, she's being unreasonable about this. Cause a lot of times they do know it's right, but definitely include this, this disclaimer that not all relationships are the same and not um all relationships are 
like your I loved your point about loving from a distance because I think that again like you're like oh it's my mom like we're supposed to be best friends and sometimes like people are not perfect so definitely flip your flip your narrative on conflict and um try to like evaluate this situation as a whole so that's good advice girl that's really <laughs> good advice like are you sure you're just 20 <laughs> like I know she's kind of girl a lot of that comes from just the the honest conversations, you know, that we've had and working through things. And, and, you know, so you've got two different outcomes here. Like I don't have a relationship with my mom. I was never able to fix that. And Shelby and I were able to fix that. So sometimes you can fix it and sometimes you can't. And the last thing I would want to say is actually to any moms who are listening is knowing that you have to, you just have to be confident that your daughter loves you even though it doesn't seem like it. Sometimes we expect them to do things that their brains are not capable of doing yet. You know, their brains don't mature until their early twenties. And so we're expecting them to interact with us as a peer, but they're not, they're not there yet. And we have to lead and we have to be confident. And, and that can be um, really hard. So one of the things that Shelby and I did that I think was really a fundamental shift in our relationship is that we agreed to take each other at face value. No more reading into things. Like if I say I'm not upset, then she accepts that, that I'm not upset. You know, if I, if she says, you know, no, everything's okay, or I'm upset about this, then we're just, we're going to just, you know, or it's resolved, then it's resolved. And we're going to make that agreement there. And so that, that was something that was just really helpful in our relationship. But I, I think that, uh, I, th I, th I think that, you know, when you are investing as a mom, you have to, they need to see the confidence in your eyes that they are going to become everything you believe they can become. Because we all remember being a 13 year old girl. That is like the most miserable, you know, like period of self-doubt and you just feel awkward in your own skin and to have somebody walk alongside you. I've just learned that that's a, a gift that we can give without expecting anything in return in that moment. But look at, I mean, look at now, how it's a full circle moment and it pays itself in spades. And it's just been so exciting to see Shelby grow. And she's really taught me so much. And I love that I've been able to learn from her. I love it. I love it. Thank you guys for like sharing your story. And um, I know like part of it's already out there because it's in your book. Like it's like you said, it starts out with uh, Shelby smacking you in the back of the head with um, a book. Like, Girl. My bad. <laughs> Sorry. I, you know, believe me. Um, sometimes, you know, I, my husband and I have a great conversation about me throwing a, a plate at him, and, <laughs> um, but it ended up being, it was a paper plate. So okay. it was funny because I threw it at him and then it kind of did the, you know, whirl down cause it was paper. And then we just kind of looked at it and looked at each other and then started laughing. It's like, what are we arguing over? So like we all respond, um, you know, jerk, knee jerk reaction. We all have them. So yeah. But, um, but I love that you guys were on here and I just, um, appreciate it so much. And I usually end the podcast by like, cause I'm a reader by asking, um, uh, you to pick a book title. And I kind of already asked you a question from one of the book titles. One of the books, um, the, the three books that I ask people to pick a title and then I ask them like a random life question are The Secret Garden, uh, Little Women, and then A Wrinkle in Time. But basically, I already had you guys answer the Wrinkle in Time question because it's what would you tell 13-year-old self? Um, so, uh, Shelby, pick between 
wrinkle not sorry secret garden and um little women pick i'm a book. gonna pick little women so that's like my roommates and i love that movie we probably watch clips from it every day <laughs> so so you know it's about four sisters that bond so give me three your top three girls in your life that are your like knit circle like those four sisters and why are they your three knit people oh wow that's tough okay this is not three knit people this is three great three knit groups so please forgive me um but first is my sister obviously because like she's really just my best friend and like okay you're an honorary member of these three moms but my sister like there's just nothing about being the same age and we're going to see Taylor Swift this week and so it's just like doing life together like I just she is like she's younger than me but she's taller than me and she teaches me and helps me grow in so many ways so she's like my all-time best friend um but then I also live with five roommates and it's so rare I think in college everyone's like oh college roommates but I can honestly say like they're my closest friends um I just I don't know just the way that they care for um one another so deeply and it's really cool because in the mornings like I'll just go downstairs in the living room and they're all just literally sitting on the couch reading their bibles and I'm just like Oh man, it's just community beyond anything I can imagine. Um, and then my last circle of community would be my life group, um, which I think like if you're in a church that provides life groups, get involved. If your church doesn't have life groups, start one. Um, just again, finding like people that you may not normally be friends with because like they're not, you know, my roommates and I are pretty similar. I'm not really similar to a lot of the girls in my life group. And that's really beautiful because it teaches me new aspects of life and it helps me grow. And we see each other once a week, but we just get to um, talk about the word, which is the basis of a relationship. And it's just really cool. So those are my like core, the people in my boat, if you would say. Oh, cool. I love it. I love it. So Jessica, I'm going to make you answer <laughs> secret garden. Okay. And it was secret okay. garden. It is, you know, um, Mary was an orphan. She went to her uncle's house. She was angry. She was not a happy little girl, but she started working in that garden and it was like therapy for her. So mm-hmm. what does Jessica do when she is stressed out and she needs to mm-hmm. have some therapy time? Oh, spend time with my kids, spend time with my family. I love doing things with my family, whether that is taking a walk or like Shelby said, just all piling on the couch and watching an old movie or whether it's taking an amazing travel adventure. You know, I try to uh, take my kids along with me if I have to travel for work. Uh, I, I do love to travel, but honestly, that is the best therapy I could possibly have, whether it's a card game or going to a baseball game or sitting at a baseball game. I love of spending time with my family. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, thanks again, you guys so much um, for being on the podcast. I like truly, truly appreciate you sharing your story. And I know that it is going to strengthen some mother and daughter relationships. Well, that's Thank awesome. You. Thanks for having us, Sherry. We hope today's show encouraged you and gave you a few aha moments. Most importantly, have you digging deeper into your relationship with Jesus. Make sure to check out the show notes for any scriptures or books we mentioned. If you love the podcast, please share it with a friend or on Instagram and even tag us. We would love for you to leave a rating where you listen to podcasts. It helps others to find us. We would also love to know who our listeners are, and you can do that by finding us on Instagram or our website, pineappleprinciple.org. Until next time, keep your armor on, own your crown, and love like Jesus.